Hey, mama. So I decided to do something a little different for this episode. Um, I thought it would be fun to do some frequently asked questions about, you know, the Mama to Mompreneur brand or working with me. Um, and then just um, questions I've gotten about building an online business as a stay-at-home mom. Um, so it's about like five questions, I think. Um, and I just thought it would be fun to answer it in an episode. So let's jump on in. Hey, Mama, are you tired of feeling stressed and overwhelmed trying to grow your online business with your babies at home? You desire more flexibility in your day, allowing you to pour into your family, yourself, and your business without running yourself into the ground. Mama, you can build your dream business and do it in a way that fits your current season of life. And I'm going to show you exactly how. Welcome to the Mama Term Mompreneur podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Singletary, daughter of the king, wife, mama of two, and life and business coach for mompreneurs. On this podcast, you will learn business strategies made for mamas just like you, who desire to be successful CEOs and fully present mamas without stress or overwhelm. So whether you're an entrepreneur who transitioned to a mompreneur or a mama turned mompreneur, I am here to support you. So grab your coffee, notebook, and pen, put in those earbuds, and let's dig in. Okay, y'all. So before I get into these frequently asked questions, I just have to share a real-life moment with y'all. So I have tried recording this episode like two times. Um, it was originally a different topic and like I realized like as I started recording the original like little outline with the notes that I had, they just did not make any sense. And I was like, was I half sleep when I was like jotting down these notes? Like, what is this? And so I was like trying to make sense of it. And by the time I like scrapped the second recording, I was like, you know what? this topic is not working. Let me do something different. <laughs> so I literally, I had to take a few, um, like a couple hours just away from the computer because I was just feeling so frustrated. Like even my husband was like, you know, just go walk away, you know, go do something else <laughs> and then you'll get that creative flow back. So I did, I went and took a bubble bath just to kind of relax and give my brain a rest and then I um, decided to go with this. So the frequently asked questions. So I just thought it would be fun to share that with you guys. Just so you know, even me, you know, the mama who loves podcasting, <laughs> I have those moments where I have those blocks and everything. Um, but it really does help to like just step away from your content for a bit and go and do something else. Just take your mind off of it and then come back to it when you're in a better space, when you have like that creative flow and everything. Um, but anyways, let's get into these questions. So one question um, that I'm often asked, and I've even done a couple of podcast episodes on it, is it's like a combination of questions. So like, how do I do it all? And what does your like typical day look like? And so I am going to link the podcast episodes where I dive deep into like, how I do it all, quote unquote, <laughs> as a mama of two littles and everything. But the reality is that I don't do it all. I've really been going, like going into 2024, I really had to shift a lot of things in my business, like even how I show up online and 
really being intentional about the things I'm saying yes to and learning to say no to different opportunities just because my season of life has changed again. You know, navigating this with my son's new, like newly diagnosed with autism. I mean, he was diagnosed at the end of 2023. Um, but now we're going through the process of getting him, you know, the ABA therapy, OT, speech, like all of the things. And then he's also in a half day program, um, preschool program that he goes to Monday through Friday. Um, and so it's just a lot of dynamics, a lot of moving pieces. And then I also have my youngest, my daughter, um, who she's going to be turning to soon and my son's going to be turning four. Um, but she is a very active. Um, she wants to do everything her brother does. Like she is a tomboy. <laughs> like, she will be bouncing off of the couch. And, you know, if she falls, she just pops back up. It goes on with her business and stuff. Um, she's very, very high energy. And so all of that has really caused me to really shift things in my business even more. And so I believe I've shared this in an episode, but I'm not really taking on um, more podcast launches. I'm kind of shifting away from that. And that's why I created the seven day pod launch, get it done week, because it's still like you get everything that I provide my VIP podcast launch clients. It's just not me doing it for you, but I'm showing you how to do everything. And then you're getting that strategy piece too. It's just not me doing it for you. You know, I'm showing you how to do all of it, like launch your podcast, but also you get the strategy piece too. You get my support with connecting your podcast to your business, you know, making sure that it's an effective part of your marketing strategy. But I did that because I really don't have the capacity to do launches anymore. Even with monthly management clients, I'm not currently onboarding new monthly management clients. And I was hesitant to share that, you know, information on my podcast, but I have to be real. Like I don't have the capacity to do more of the done for you services right now in this season of life. Now, eventually, will I bring those things back? Maybe. I don't know. I, I really love where I'm currently at in business, but I share all that to say is that with each new season of life, I take a step back and I look at my business and I'm realistic about whether or not these are things that I can continue to do in this new season of life. If it's not, then it's got to go. And so that is something I've really learned to lean into um, especially ever since transitioning from a mom of one to a mom of two, because I've, I've shared this on the podcast before that transition from one to two, it's a doozy. <laughs> it really is. It humbles you because you think you got it down with the one and then you bring in the second one. It's like, oh, I, I got this. I know what I'm doing. You know, for me, I had been a mom for almost two years. I, I got this. No. I did not have it. <laughs> it was rough. And so that was the first time 
I really started embracing this, building a business that fits your current season of life. And so really just making those shifts when needed, when different things happen, you know, whether that's, you know, something going on with the kids, something going on with me personally, something going on with family and learning to be okay with it, learning to fully embrace being flexible, fully embrace being okay with having to slow down when I need to. And knowing that it doesn't mean that it's not a reflection of my self-worth. It's not a reflection of who I am as a woman, as a wife, as a mom, as a business owner. And so that is how I do it. I really like I'm honest with myself. I'm realistic with myself. If I see something is too much, like I really don't have the capacity to do it, then I'm like, it has to go. I have to phase it out. I got to get rid of it. And so as hard as it was to make that decision to step away from the done for you podcast launch and the done for you monthly management, I knew that I had to, like, I could not increase my capacity. And sure, you know, people say, well, you could just bring on a team member and stuff like that. While that is true, I could, you know, hire someone to do the editing and that kind of stuff. I still am the face of the brand. I still have to be the one to do the onboarding calls with the clients and different things like that and bring in that strategy piece because that is my thing. That's why my clients hire me because it's not just me launching their podcast. No, I'm helping them connect this thing to their business so that way it's an effective part of their marketing strategy. And so it still would require that of me and I do not have the capacity for that right now in this season of life. And so that that's kind of what I have to say as far as like how I do it all. And I feel that as moms, we have to learn to embrace that. We can't look at what Susie over there is doing, what Samantha over there is doing, because we don't know what they got going on behind the scenes. They may have a nanny. They may have a full village. They have a whole team doing their social media, editing their podcast, doing all of the things while they're over there saying like, oh, yeah, I'm doing it all as a mom of two. But are you really doing it all by yourself? And so that is why we cannot look at what everybody else is doing. We have to look at our own lives and what makes sense for us, but also knowing that it will not be this way forever. Seasons change. You know, we're not in winter all year long. We're not in summer all year long. Seasons change. And so your season of life will change and your capacity will increase. But until then, figure out, for you, what makes sense in your current season of life? What do you actually have the capacity for? And then based off of that, that is how you're going to set up your business. That is how you're going to make your business work for you and your family so you can still be the present mom that you want to be. And you really have to (laughs) just look at yourself because my capacity compared to someone else's capacity is two different things, you know? It's it's two different things. So like really just looking at your own situation. Okay, and then my typical day. <laughs> um typically I get up around like 
5, 5.15-ish um, in the morning. And that's something I started implementing more at the start of this year, start of 2024, just because I really wanted to be more intentional about spending that quality time, that quiet time with the Lord. And so I try to get up before my kids. My son, he's usually up by 5.30. That's a whole nother thing. But um, I, I get up early so I can have that quiet time with the Lord. So I'll make me a cup of coffee and spend time in the word and even do some journaling and stuff just to kind of set the tone for my day. And then by 6, 6.15, I'm getting myself and the kids ready because my son has to be at school at 7.20 in the morning. Yeah, he has early day. I mean, it's a half day program, but God, he has to be there early. Um, And so that's a whole thing because my daughter, she's like, why do I have to get up? I don't have to go to school. So <laughs> um, it's a struggle getting her up. But I um get the kids up, get them dressed. Me and my daughter go and take my son to school. And then when we get back, I make my daughter breakfast. And then usually either while she's eating breakfast or right after she gets done, I work out. So I work out anywhere from four to five days a week. And then after that, um, because I do, I work out with my best friend on Zoom. (laughs) So we usually chat a little bit afterwards. And then from there, I'll do some work. So it may be client work. It may be working on something like in my business. um, Because right now I'm like, updating funnels and building out some digital products and different things like that. So it just depends on what day of the week it is. Um, I typically do client work like on Thursdays and Fridays, I think. Yeah. And then um, the rest of the week, if I'm doing any work, (laughs) it's usually stuff in my business. So whether it's producing a podcast episode or like I said, I'm working on funnels, writing emails, that kind of stuff. Um, and then I go and pick up my son usually around 1045-ish or so um, to go pick him up. And then when the, I pick him up, me and the kids come back, I make them lunch. And we just kind of hang out um, and do activities, um, whether that's like reading a book Um my son's really into Legos right now. Um, we do do screen time too. Um, so we'll watch some educational shows. Um, we do either Miss Rachel or there's a super simple, they have like, her name is like Katie or something. And it's like, she's an actual teacher and it's like a whole little classroom setup. It's really cool. Like the kids, my kids are really into it. But yeah, we just do different things. And then, um, if I have to cook dinner for the week, I'll do dinner in the evening. And yeah, it's like not <laughs> anything like, oh, wow, that's like, it's just a typical day. Um, I try to take it easy. Um, of course, if I have work to do, I get it done. But I usually try to get work done like while my son is at school. Or I will do some work like in the evenings, like after my husband gets home and he takes over the nighttime routine with the kids. But yeah, that is basically a day in the life unless we have something fun planned. Um, Like if my mom's out from work, we'll do like a fun day with her. 
Um, or like depending on the weather, I'll take the kids to the park and different things like that. But yeah, that's, that's kind of like my typical day. Okay. So let's get into the second question. So what do your most successful clients do to make the most of working with you? That's a good question. So the two qualities, like the two top qualities I have seen in my most successful clients are one, they are open to feedback. They don't, you know, take it personally or anything like that. Like they are open to it. They listen, they take it in and they're able to move forward. And then the other quality that I've seen um, in my most successful clients is that they truly take like what they are gaining from the coaching, what they're gaining from any resources I provide. They take it and they apply it immediately. They don't just consume it and sit on it and whatnot. No, they are action takers. Like just thinking of one of my clients who literally she told me the start of this year, she wanted to focus on email marketing and she has been going hard with her email marketing, like at least sending out one email a week. A couple of times she's even done like two emails a week. And so she literally like, we talked about it, we made a plan and she ran with it. That's what I'm talking about, like action takers. And she's seeing the results of that. She's building her email list. So she's been growing her email list, but also just getting that engagement with her email community, them responding to her emails and really enjoying her content and everything. So I would say those are the top two things that I have seen um, in my most successful clients. Okay. Another question I've gotten, and this actually was a question that came from one of my clients. So She wanted to know if it was unprofessional of her to like submit, like say like notes or like um, client deliverables, like after a call, like if it would be unprofessional to wait um, more than 24 hours to send those deliverables over to the client. I have a couple of things that I want to say about this question. So the first thing that I told her, of course, it's, it's not unprofessional. I think with this, like as part of your client process, your client experience, and just maintaining that open communication, you just let them know what your process is. So if you have a 48-hour turnaround, let them know that. If you have a 24-hour turnaround, you just communicate that. Um, I think that the average person would be okay. I think as long as they know like when they can expect whatever the deliverable is, um, this is like I'm saying more so like with the coaching call. Um, but as long as they know like when they can expect it, I don't foresee it being a problem. But one of the things I wanted to point out with this question, and I've seen one with myself, but also clients that I've worked with, is that we can have this habit of holding ourselves to unrealistic expectations. And that is often rooted in perfectionism, part of being an overachiever, also not wanting to upset anyone, ruffle any feathers, that type of thing. And so we will put these expectations on ourselves where it's like, oh, I have to get them this an hour after the call ended. Um, Because if not, they're going to think X, Y, and Z about me. When in reality, 
the client is gone on about their day. They're not even thinking about that deliverable, those notes, whatever. (laughs) And so we have to stop doing that because that's putting pressure on ourselves to commit to things that we probably realistically can't commit to. Like, of course, you know, if you're on a call with a client, make sure you're taking notes. Um, You can always have like a AI, one of them AI softwares to transcribe the meeting. Like you have options, but don't put that pressure on yourself to have such a quick turnaround that you can't realistically commit to, especially if you have little ones at home. You probably can't get it over to the client an hour after the call. So I would say give yourself that wiggle room. I would say like a 24 to 48 hour window. And then from there, like if you're able to get it done earlier, great. You know, it'll be a nice surprise for the client. But if you get it by the deadline that you stated, that's fine too. So just remember to show yourself grace. Like you don't have to set unrealistic expectations of yourself. It's not going to cause your client to hate you or think poorly of you or think you're unprofessional or anything like that. So yeah, I just wanted to expand upon that because it's something that I see happen a lot, especially for those of us who are high achievers, ambitious, and you know may deal with a little anxiety, that type of thing. So um, yeah, I just wanted to share that. Okay, the next question is, how do you stay consistent with your email and podcast content? I've gotten this question actually quite a bit. And I will say this, I love writing emails and I love creating podcast content. And I I thoroughly enjoy creating content this way. And so it makes it easier for me to stay consistent with it. So that's like the first piece because I don't I don't enjoy short form content. That is why I struggle so much with Instagram. Like I'm about to be fully transparent with you guys. I have come to the realization that my brain does not work in a way to map out short form content. Like I even told my coach, I was like, I struggle with this. Can I just like dump some ideas and you help me like make sense of it and so I can have some stories and stuff. And it's like, we do that. And I have like content sitting in a Google doc. I just, the brain power to put together some stories for it. It's just, I'm like, I don't want to do it. (laughs) And it's hard for me. Um, And I'm not saying that's an excuse, but because I lean so heavily in my email marketing and my podcast content and doing things like collaborations, it's not a big deal if I don't show up as frequently on socials. Like it's not hurting my business. Um, But anyways, I would say the first thing is that however you enjoy creating content, really lean into that. Um, If it lights you up, if you are like just coming out with like downloads for content and how you can put it together and all of that, lean into that. Like that is going to help you a lot with staying consistent. The other things that I do is like one, I repurpose content. So I will take a main point from a podcast episode and repurpose it into an email. I will take a full podcast episode and repurpose it into a blog. Repurposing content will be your best friend. The other thing is, is that as much as I love writing emails, 
I do sometimes like struggle to come up with ideas or even sometimes like how to start the email off or, you know, how to, I don't want to say how to, but like sometimes like even struggling, like what's the best way to go about like selling this offer in, you know, an email and stuff. So I am part of the Email Insiders membership. Um, It's a membership created by Jenny Roth. I just recorded an interview with her. So her interview will be dropping in May. Super excited. It was such a good conversation. Um, But she has some amazing email templates. And what I love about her email templates is that she kind of gives you like a structure for it. But it like you can go two ways with it. Like you can take like one point from it and then just run with it and do your own thing, which is what I often do. But it also she has it set up in a way is like if you either just don't have the brain capacity to write an email or maybe you're newer to writing emails, she structures them in a way where it's kind of like plug and play, but like a really good plug and play. So you can still sound like yourself and everything like that. Um, And so that's like one of the things that I lean into, um, especially if I'm like struggling to come up with email content or just like my brain, like how I was describing earlier, where it's just I did not have the creative flow. Um, I love her emails for that. Um, And I have um, linked below is an affiliate link. If you want to check out the membership, it is an amazing resource. I refer like all of my clients to it because it is that amazing. Um, the next thing I do is to stay consistent is planning ahead. So I map out my content for both emails and podcasts the month before. So like for instance, now I'm getting ready to map out the March content just so I can know ahead of time what I'm going to be talking about. Um, and I've been able to do that because I created an offer schedule for 2024. So I know what I'm promoting and focusing on each month. But also what I do is for my podcast guest interviews, I batch those. So I have, I think I have a few episodes or a few interviews to record in March. And then after that, I am done. Um, And I will have enough interviews to take me all the way through to the end of August. Um, so again, just that planning ahead that has helped greatly. And then I also, I use, it's called the capture the chaos planner. This is the first planner that I have been consistent with in using, um, and actually getting things done. So I, I really love this planner too. I'm like promoting everybody's stuff, but <laughs> I really love this planner too, because she is one, it's for business owners. It's also for, ADHDers, um, or if you, you know, if that's how your brain works, or as people like to say, neurospicy. <laughs> um, but I love that there's a whole content planning section in the planner. So literally, like each month, there is a section where you can map out your content for the month. And it has really helped me just get organized and visually see like what my content plan is for the month. So absolutely recommend it. I will make sure to link that in the show notes um, just in case you want to check it out. It's an amazing planner. Like I just absolutely love it. Like this is the first time I've been consistent with a planner this long. 
Okay, and then the last thing I do is I batch record my episodes. So I usually take about two Saturdays out of the month to batch record the episodes for the entire month, if that makes sense. So doing that has really helped me stay on top of it because it's like if I already have it recorded, all I have to do is just edit it and write the show notes. And so it's a lot easier knowing that I'm not having to record each week. Um, I used to do that where I would record every week. That is exhausting for me. So I batch record so that way I know I'm covered for, you know, the entire month because I knocked out, you know, my two Saturdays of recording or whatever. Okay, so that is it for like how I stay consistent with my email and podcast content. Okay, the last question is, how do you keep going with your business? I think this is a really good question because I know that one, entrepreneurship is hard. Like I'm I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it. <laughs> um, it is hard. It is a lot of testing and retesting and putting yourself out there, being vulnerable you know, learning how to accept rejection and not allowing it to break you down. And, you know, especially when you're starting out, you know, being a solopreneur, wearing all the hats in your business, all of the things. And so for me, I would say the number one thing is, of course, my relationship with Jesus Christ. He is my anchor. I will admit that at least once a week, I do mentally quit in my business. And then Jesus gets me together and he's like, no, you're not. You're going to get over it and we're going to keep going forward. (laughs) So, but I've also really learned how to work on my mindset. You've probably heard this before, but literally, I want to say 99%, like 99.9% of running a business is mindset. If you do not get your mindset right, you will talk yourself out of sales. You will talk yourself out of creating an offer that your audience needs. You will talk yourself out of publishing content to sell your offers. You will talk yourself out of the things that you need to do to actually build your business, get in front of your ideal clients, make sales. And so mindset is everything. And so you have to work on your mindset. You have to learn how to practice positive self-talk. One of my clients, she, um, I'm on her email list and she shared this amazing email and it was about positive self-talk and like forcing us to really check in with ourselves to see how we've been talking to ourselves. And so that's an exercise I highly recommend you do. Like, what are you telling yourself? And is it actually true? You know, You have to make sure that what you're telling yourself isn't going to tear you down. And I'm not saying to lie to yourself or anything like that, but like what you're telling yourself, is it actually true? Like, okay, you didn't get that sell, but you've gotten sales before. You've done certain things in your business before. You've made, you know, hit major milestones in your business before. And like sometimes we can forget about all of that and we focus on the one thing that went wrong. So all that to say is that mindset is a big part of it. And this is why in Life and Seasons Coaching, 
Mindset is one of the core foundation pieces that we work on. It's one of the things that we focus on from day one. One of the things that I've seen when my clients come to me, they feel like they cannot run a successful business and have their babies at home. And so we shift their mindset. We we shifted to, you can, but it's not going to look like what everybody else is doing. We can, but you're going to have to learn how to be flexible. We can, but you may be doing it at a slower pace and that's okay. And so doing that, I, I just had a client tell me that she has been the most confident she's ever been in her business. She's been the most excited she's ever been about her business. She sees things happening. She sees that she's moving the needle forward. She is building her community, engaging with them and doing things that she didn't think possible because she was a mom of two little ones. And so that is why like we we from day one, we are working on mindset in life and seasons coaching because honestly, if you don't get your mindset right, it doesn't matter. You can have all the sales strategy. You can have the bomb visibility plan. You can have all of the things, an amazing offer, a huge community. But if your mindset is garbage, none of that is even going to matter. So I keep going with my business because of Jesus and strengthening my mindset. Those are the top two things. Also, I'm going to throw in a third thing. I am not going back to a nine to five. I can't do it. (laughs) I can't. I refuse to do it. Um, But anyways, this episode has gotten a little bit longer than I anticipated. Um, But I just thought it would be a fun episode to, like I said, share a few of the frequently asked questions I've gotten. Um, just so you can, one, kind of take you behind the scenes of Mama Turn Mompreneur, but also take you behind the scenes of how I, you know, run my business as a stay-at-home mom. Anyways, I will catch you in the next episode, Mama. Well, Mama, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang with me. If you enjoyed today's episode, will you do me a favor and follow the podcast and leave a review? Hitting that follow button and sharing your thoughts about the podcast are the best ways to ensure that other mamas like you find this show. Your review also lets me know if you're enjoying this podcast, so make sure to share your thoughts before you go. All right, mama, I'll catch you in the next episode.